0: Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. Why, 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 why Cheap Astronomy? Yeah, why? And this is Dear Cheap Astronomy, episode 73, More Robots on Mars. Even if humanity does wipe itself out through destroying its own ecosystem, we may at least be remembered for managing to populate another planet with robots. For the moment, they aren't self-sustaining robots. After all, sustainability has never been one of our strong points. But are they ingenious? Heck yeah. Dear Cheap Astronomy, Woohoo! Another Mars rover. Okay, that's not so much a question as a yay team exclamation, but let's run with it. The Perseverance rover and its little buddy, Ingenuity the Helicopter, launched on July the 30th, 2020, and will land on Mars on February the 18th, 2021, all going well. That's about six and a half months, and over that time, Earth will be on the other side of the Sun from where it is now, whereas Mars, which moves slower and has a bigger circumference orbit, will have gone about a quarter of the way further around its orbit. On leaving Earth, Percy and Inga, packed tight in their cruise-phase spacecraft, will need to accelerate to climb further out of the Sun's gravity field using what's called Trajectory Correction Maneuver 1, or TCM 1. Then it will have to line itself up with Mars's orbit, that's TCM 2 and 3, and then as it catches up with Mars, it will have to slow itself down, TCM 4, 5 and 6, which will happen within nine days of its arrival at Mars in February 2021. Percy and Inga will land in Jezero Crater, which is nearly 50 kilometres in diameter, and thought to have been once filled with water, and they'll land on one edge of Jezero at what looks to be a river delta where water flowed from a tributary into the crater, depositing lots of sediments in a delta shape. The main purpose of the mission is to find evidence of past life, while Curiosity's main purpose was to investigate the potential habitability of Mars. Percy, at over a metric tonne, is around 150 kilograms heavier than Curiosity, an Inga only represents about two kilograms of that extra mass. The rest is mostly new hardware. So, for example, Percy has more robust wheels than Curiosities, which have suffered a lot of wear and tear since Curiosity arrived in August 2012. Percy also carries the Moxie O2 converter, which will use the electrical power from Percy's radioisotope thermoelectric generator to produce oxygen through conversion of Mars's largely CO2 atmosphere. This is just a proof of concept trial, the oxygen won't be used for anything, but the trial will hopefully demonstrate a reliable way to make oxygen from Mars's atmosphere. MOXIE will just be run intermittently during the mission for one hour at a time. In that hour, it should be able to make 10 grams of oxygen, which would be about 7 litres of oxygen at Earth's standard temperature and pressure. Percy also has a sample caching system, so it can drill out rock cores and pick up regolith, and then store that in 43 sample tubes which will be hermetically sealed and then dropped at a number of caching sites so later missions can come and pick them up. Percy is also carrying five witness tubes, essentially control samples which were packed on Earth and stored aboard Percy well before it launched. So those control samples will help future analysts know whether anything from Earth could have contaminated the Mars samples. Inga, that's Ingenuity, the helicopter, will be released fairly early in the mission to undergo a 30-day trial involving at least five flights of no more than three minutes at a time and no more than one per day, since Inga is just solar-powered and so has limits. Percy will drop her off and then observe the trial from a distance. If the trial is successful, more work with Inga might be considered But since that requires Percy to stay nearby in order to relay instructions and then get the data back to Earth, it's most likely that Inga will just be left behind once the trial is done. Percy also has a ground-penetrating radar, RIMFAX, that might be able to visualise underground structures down to 10 metres or more. It also has SuperCam an upgrade of Curiosity's ChemCam, which analysed rock chemistry by vaporising the rock surface with a laser, and then spectroscopically analysing that vapour. SuperCam works in a similar way, but with two lasers, a red and a green one. So, if you just want a quick line for your next dinner party, the Perseverance Rover has better wheels, a helicopter a box that makes oxygen, a radar, and, just like Curiosity, Perseverance can also fire fricking laser beams. Indeed, two of them now. This is the middle bit. So, hooray for robots. They'll probably just get the job done without disdaining each other's achievements, emphasising that I did more than you did, or firing lasers at each other, because that would just be ridiculous. Nonetheless, it is the case that we humans are sending quite a few robots to Mars this time around, because competition is one of our strong points. Dear Cheap Astronomy, Who else is going to Mars in the 2020 launch window? To get from Earth to Mars with our current technology we have to use time-limited launch windows to minimise fuel requirements as well as minimising the travel duration. So our current strategy is for a spacecraft to leave Earth in the same direction that the Earth is moving around the Sun, meaning that any fuel burn just adds to the solar orbital velocity the spacecraft already has, and since the spacecraft is flying within the Sun's gravity well, all it has to do is accelerate, so it will rise up the well to Mars's orbit. The fuel-minimising trick is to raise the spacecraft up to Mars's orbit, just as Mars is passing by. If it's not just passing by, the spacecraft would either start falling back towards the Sun, or it would need to burn more fuel to intercept Mars at a different point in its orbit. The current approach is to accelerate the spacecraft into a Hohmann Transfer Orbit, which is a solar orbit that has its apoapsis at Earth's orbit and its periapsis at Mars's orbit. This requires less fuel than you'd need to fully adopt the orbit Mars has, so what you're doing is following the Hohmann orbit, and providing Mars is there when you briefly intercept Mars's orbit, then Mars's gravity will grab you, And keep you in its orbit. So, time-limited launch windows are the way to go, and there was a launch window to Mars around July 2020, and since Mars windows come around every 26 months, the next one will be in September 2022. For the July 2020 launch window, initially four spacecraft were scheduled to launch to Mars. However, The European Space Agency's ExoMars rover, which is now called the Rosalind Franklin, has been postponed until the 2022 launch window due to doubts about the reliability of its descent parachute. The ESA are understandably nervous since their ExoMars Schiaparelli lander crashed in 2016 where a subsequent review of the telemetry indicated the automated landing system had gone through all the phases of parachute deploy, braking thruster firing, and activation of ground systems, while it was still more than three kilometres above the surface. Anyhow, the remaining three spacecraft, which all successfully launched, was the Hope Orbiter, built by the United Arab Emirates, which launched on July 19th, 2020. Then there was the Chinese Tianwen-1, which launched on July 23rd, 2020, which incorporates an orbiter and a lander and a rover. And finally, NASA's 2020 rover, now called Perseverance, launched on July 30, 2020, which we covered in detail last week. As a nice illustration of the current internationalization of space, the Emirates Hope Orbiter was launched on a Mitsubishi H-2A rocket from Japan. It's hoped that the Hope Orbiter will go into an equatorial orbit around Mars and stay there for at least one Martian year, which is about 23 Earth months. The Hope Orbiter will study seasonal changes in the Martian atmosphere which means it's studying the Martian climate and the weather. Tianwen-1 will go into Mars orbit and probably just stay in orbit for two or three Earth months while assessing the atmospheric conditions below before its lander attempts a landing. The lander will undertake atmospheric entry in an enclosed capsule, then ditch the capsule and deploy a parachute and finally use retro rocket burns To get down to the surface. If all goes well, the two hundred forty kilogram solar powered rover will then roll off the lander to conduct a minimum ninety day exploration of the Martian surface, looking for evidence of present or past life. A bit like NASA's Perseverance rover. Indeed, there are rumours the Chinese rover might also collect rock and regolith into cached sample containers for later return to Earth by a future Chinese mission. The rover will also have ground-penetrating radar, a magnetic field detector, and of course, a bunch of cameras. Mars missions remain high-risk, so who knows if all three will get there? We'll know soon enough, as they are all due to arrive in February 2021. NASA's rover probably has the best chance because it's using already proven hardware used to land the still-working Curiosity rover. But whatever. In the end, they're all human race spacecraft. Ad Astra. This is the end bit. So, there you go. Humanity is going to Mars big time in the form of robots... And although those robots all have flags, at least they aren't firing lasers at each other, because that would just be ridiculous. A day may yet come when we can get over all this nonsense and just acknowledge they're humanity's robots, but that day is not this day. But that is it for another episode of Dear Cheap Astronomy. If you've got a space science question... Or you just want a maroonus on a distant planet? Why not write to cheapastro at gmail.com and we'll go more a roving for you. Thanks for listening. Steve Nurlich, Cheap Astronomy.